0: Welcome to High Performance Mindset
1: with Dr. Sindra Kampoff. Do you want to reach your full potential, live a life of passion, go after your dreams? Each week, we bring you strategies and interviews to help you ignite your mindset. Let's bring on Sindra.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by Worldwide Access Solutions Incorporated, a 24-7 clear advantage, a call center providing inbound and outbound services and a licensed life and health insurance agency. You can visit them at wasi.com. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset. This is your host, Cindera Kampoff. And today I'm excited to bring you an interview with a right-handed pitcher. His name is Jason Hoppy. He plays for the Los Angeles Angels in the minor league system. And he is working every single day to go after his dreams to pitch in the major leagues. Now, Jason has a very cool collegiate record. He has pitched... 55 and a third innings consecutively where no one has scored on him. He was featured in Sports Illustrated and on ESPN's Top 10 Plays. He was an All-American his junior and senior years. And in this interview, he talks about several very important concepts to performance. He talks about the importance of staying in a routine to build his consistency. He talks about the importance of staying in control of his emotions on and off the mound. He discusses the importance of not being too high or too low, and how we should all focus on the process, not the outcome. Now, after the interview, I asked him where he would recommend that you follow him, and he just changed his Twitter handle to this, Because I'm Hoppy. And when I asked him what was that about, he said, you know, Sindra, like the song, Because I'm Happy. And I thought, oh my goodness, that is Jason Hoppy. He is positive and happy, and that allows him to go after his dreams. So let's bring on Hoppy. Welcome to High Performance Mindset. This is your host, Cindra Kampoff. And I'm really excited today to provide an interview with Jason Hoppy. And I'm most excited about talking with Hoppy because of his knowledge of the mental side of sport and performance and what insights he's going to share with us today. Jason, thanks for taking time today to connect with us and to connect with the listeners.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Jason, tell us what you're passionate about and tell us what you do right now.
1: I am fortunate enough to be able to throw a baseball for a living in my current situation. So that's a, that's a pretty great blessing to be able to have. Um, I've been playing baseball my whole life. It's been something that's just been part of my life since I was, since I can remember, since I could first pick up a baseball and probably two, three years old, you know, just throwing rocks around or throwing footballs or baseballs around in the backyard. But yeah, that's that's what I get to do for a living right now, and it's it's pretty dang cool to be able to say that.
0: Yeah, for sure, to do something that you love and get paid to do it. So right now you pitch for the Los Angeles Angels organization. Tell us just about about your journey and getting there.
1: You know, I went to high school. You know, I wasn't a a great pitcher by any means. Um, Ended up going to Minnesota State Mankato and, you know, struggled my first year there. Going into my second year, struggled as well. And um, my second year, towards the end of the year, I just started to figure it out. I started to find a a routine, um, a work ethic and that kind of thing. And then that really propelled me into my junior and senior year where I was given an opportunity to, um, get drafted. And I I was fortunate enough to get drafted in the 27th round by the Texas Rangers after my senior season. And then I spent that following summer in Spokane, Washington playing for the short season team under the Texas Rangers um, this off season came home, um, you know, trained for the upcoming season, um, and three days before spring training this year, I rolled my ankle, pretty bad. It was a grade B or a grade two, excuse me, grade two sprained ankle, and that that limited me from being able to throw a pitch at all in spring training. So um, that kind of hindered my ability to make make a team, breaking out camp in spring training. So I went back to. Spokane, Washington, for this summer, beginning beginning of this summer, and then um I was traded to the Los Angeles Angels.
0: So what I hear you talking about, Jason, is you know it's just a story of struggle a little bit. Like it's everything's not perfect to try to go after your dreams and to get paid for a living to pit's pit. Not always easy. So you experience some ankle sprains, some in you know, trading from different teams to teams. I mean, even when you first got to college, you struggled a little bit, just kind of finding a rhythm. Yep. You know, what do you think, you know, what has been one or two things that have really like allowed you mentally to, to get to the next level? Because, you know, I think that's all of us want that to be able to just take our own performance to, the, to another level. If it's not, you know, in major league baseball, it might be another area of our own performance. So what's one or two things that really stand out to you mentally that's allowed you to go after it?
1: Um, I would just say really um, being able to stick to your routine um, developing a routine, coming up with your own way of doing doing things that are gonna allow you to be successful and um, and confidence. Um, I, going back to the routine thing, you know, I kind of see it as, you know whether you struggle or whether you're doing well, let's say I, I kind of had this analogy this morning that I was thinking of. if you're if your job is to maybe you're on you're on top of a lake and your job is to strictly, just chisel away at the ice. That's part of your routine. That's part of your routine day in and day out, whether you're having a good day, or you're having a bad day. You're just chipping away at this ice. You're trying to get to the water is all you're doing. And you don't know when that day is going to come when you do get to the water, but you never know how close you are either um, to breaking through and having a breakthrough moment, uh, realizing something that, you know, you might, you might not even realize it at the time, but you just, something just clicks in your head and, you know, things just start to fall in place. But I think sticking to that routine and, you know, having that confidence to go out there and confidence in the ability that God's given you, um, be able to go out there and not try and be somebody else, know know who you are as an individual and what your abilities are and to be able to uh, go out there and execute what you need to do.
0: Awesome, Jason. I love the analogy. And you talked about so many important things there, like knowing who you are, knowing your strengths, knowing what you're all about and showing up authentically, but you know, how how did you really, you know, when you think about like your analogy of just like chipping away at the ice, you never know how close you are to your dream. How do you stay motivated even when it feels like it's a grind?
1: Um, I I go back to the routine. That's, that's, that's what it boils down to for me every day. Um, You know, showing up to the field with a purpose um, having a plan in mind day in and day out of what I want to do. Um, if you, if you show up to the field or wherever, whatever sport you're doing, if you show up and you don't have a plan in mind, you know, it's, you're not going to get a whole lot done, but, um, getting into that routine of doing the same thing over and over daily. Once you get to the field, you know, that keeps, that keeps the goal in mind at the top, why you're there, why you're doing things, um, what you're doing them for a purpose. And, um, yeah, I would, I would just have to say, just really the routine.
0: You know, what would you say is your why? And we talk a lot about at the high performance mindset of keeping your why front and center so you stay motivated. You mentioned, you know, having your purpose and what your purpose is. Tell us about, you know, what's your why?
1: I would say I, I just do what I do every day to uh, to really maximize the ability that God has given me. You know, going out there and um, trying to. Be the person, best person I can be, off the field, on the field, and also maximize the talent that I, that I've been given. Um, like we like we said, go back to what we talked about a little bit earlier with, you know, just knowing who you are, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, and um, not trying to be somebody else. That's that's a hard thing in uh, minor league baseball. You get there, and you know everybody's everybody throws ninety miles per hour, which is the average fastball, but then you got the guys that. Are out there throwing 95, 96, and it's like for me, those guys are gonna probably get moved up quicker if they're able to execute the rest of their abilities. But from an outside source, you want to be able to throw that hard. So it's it's kind of hard to to stay within yourself and know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. You don't want to try and go out there and try and throw 95 miles per hour when. You throw 90 miles per hour because mechanics are going to get thrown off whack, and you know you're not you're not you're going to be pitching to your weaknesses. For my strengths for me are being able to locate a fastball. But if I go out there and try and throw it as hard as I can, my location's off, and hitters are able to hit it. So it's it's really just like I said, going back to maximizing that ability um, day in and day out, just working your tail off to uh, to become the best athlete individually you can every day.
0: You know, Jason, I know you have been introduced to sports psychology and mental training. So what's one or two kind of takeaways that you have from that experience that's helped you get to the next level?
1: Um, I would have to say controlling the controllables. Um, it's been a, been something that has been one of my strengths in college and just growing up in general. Um, you know, whenever whenever baseball is a game that there's so many outside factors that go into it, I mean, really all I'm doing is getting a sign from a catcher and trying to hit the spot with the pitch that uh, I'm given. Everything else is completely out of my control, whether they hit a home run on a perfect pitch or there's an error behind me or, you know, the umpire makes a bad call. All that stuff is, is out of my control. And just being able to simplify things, you know, being able to take it one pitch at a time that's really all my job is, and if I'm just able to focus on what my job is and not what other people's jobs are, you know, good things are going to happen. Whether I give up runs because of errors, that's, that's okay. As long as I still execute my pitches, which is the only thing that I'm, I'm out there to do, execute pitches and field my position and give my, give my team, you know, a, a chance to win. So that's the thing that I like to focus on is just one pitch at a time, uh, being able to worry about my own self, not worrying about what other people's are doing. And being able to pick up teammates, you know, if, if things aren't going the best, if there is an error in the field.
0: So, Jason, can you um, help people understand how you take it one pitch at a time? Because it's easy to say that, right? But how do you actually do it? What are strategies you use to take it one pitch at a time?
1: Um, I really like to, um, you know, evaluate the the pitch that I had just thrown out on the mound. You know, evaluate how, how the hitter reacted. Evaluate what pitches I've thrown up to that point. Um, and you know, this is all within, you know, five seconds. This is a, this is a short window, uh, of time here. So you really got to be thinking quick. You got, you got to be staying in the moment hundred percent, because like I said, you can't have any outside distractions. Your thinking has to be very clear on what pitch you just threw and what, what pitch you're going to make. So I, I like to use, you know, my deep breaths, um, in between pitches, you know, I'll, I'll th- execute my pitch, you know, as the ball is coming back to me, I'm thinking already, you know, what what pitch I want to go to next, how he reacted to that, whether he was late on a fastball. You know, I'm probably going to want to go back to a fastball again because his timing was messed up from that pitch. So then, boom, I get back on the rubber, and I'm, I'm, I am take a deep breath before my next pitch, execute it, same thing over and over again. If I get into a tough situation, then I might start to slow things down, okay, because the game can can definitely speed up on you. So slowing things down, I'll I'll take a step off the mound and maybe take a walk around the mound, take a couple extra deep breaths, really, really focus on that pitch. You know, things if I if I give up a couple hits in a row and error behind me, you know, that stuff happens quickly. So just being able to go back to simplifying it back to one pitch at a time, and you'll be able to get yourself out of a lot of situations if you do just take it one pitch at a time.
0: Cool. I know from just talking with you that the analogy of the stoplight—the green, yellow, and red light—has helped you just kind of always stay in the green. Can you talk about how that analogy has helped you?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the green light is—that's obviously go time. You wanna you wanna be in the green all the time, and um, outside outside sources, outside factors can um, have an influence on whether you go to yellow or red. You know, being able to to pick out what What things happen that force you to go from green to yellow, which in in my mind, green to yellow is, okay, the game's starting to speed up a little bit. I've given up. I gave up a hit. I gave up a walk. Okay, I'm starting to get in the yellow. I'm starting to get, you know, a little scared out on the mountain. I'm starting to, things are starting to speed up, and I need to get back into green. So that's when, you know, I'd step off, reevaluate everything, take a couple deep breaths, boom, back in the green, back focused, ready where I need to be.
0: Anybody wants to check that out, that concept out a little bit more, you can read uh, uh, Heads Up Baseball. It's a book by Ken Revisa and Tom Hansen. So take us back to the hoppy streak. So you pitched in college 55 and a third consecutive scoreless innings. And this was featured on ESPN in the top 10 plays and Sports Illustrated. Take us back to what that moment was like, um, and and you know how you used your mental strength to be able to pitch a collegiate record.
1: Um, uh, a lot of these kind of go go together, really. Like like we went back to the routine. Um, I would say that's the biggest thing that that kept me sane and in, in control during that streak was just the routine. Showing up to the ball field, you know, doing the same thing, my pregame routine of whatever it be. I, I always started my routine 45 minutes before the game to a T and I would follow it to a T as much as possible. Obviously there's some factors that can uh, make that not happen, but yeah, I, that, that streak was kind of a kind of a crazy deal, um, especially when I started getting catching fire on Twitter and on Facebook and that kind of stuff, but really just staying level-minded about everything. You go back to the whether you're doing good or whether you're doing bad, I always want to be acting the same, you know, whether I'm having a good, whether I had a good outing or a bad outing, I, I want to be able to have the same work ethic and same mindset after every, each and every outing. And I think that's what helped me during that streak was just, you know, some people may, if they're do, things are going well, they might start to, uh, you know, do less things in the weight room or, or do less conditioning on the field because things are going well, but, you know, that's, that's where you just got to have faith in your routine, um, because that stuff has gotten you to the point where, where you are right now, your routine. So just being able to stick with that and, um, trusting it throughout. Um, and I'm not going to lie towards the end of that streak, you know, there was a lot, a lot of pressure on me and, you know, I think I think I did let it slip a little bit out on the field when I, when I did end up giving it up. I, I actually started thinking about it instead of thinking on that individual pitch. A perfect moment where I could have stepped off and, you know, started to slow the game down and really got my mind where it needed to be, not focusing on the streak, but just focusing on the pitch.
0: Cool. So your consistency, your routine helped you, and then just taking one pitch at a time – and when you don't do that, you know, the consequences are you can't, you can't be at your best. So thanks for sharing that, Jason. No um, you know, you get to see like a lot of really good competitors at this level. So what do you think separates some of the world's best from just those that are average or those that you see leaving Major League Baseball? What do you think separates them?
1: Just really nothing shakes those guys out on the mound or in the batter's box. You know that they, they 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 stay the same. They act the same. There's uh, there's no difference whether they hit a home run or strike out or whether I'm pitching and I strike out get a strikeout or give up a home run. There's everything is the same. Riding the wave. You know there's a lot of ups and downs in this game and being able to stay consistently as level as possible. Not not try and get too high. Not try and get too low. Um, is ultimately what I see in those guys is. Uh, being able to take it to the next level, um, you know, having fun out there obviously is is a huge factor. You can't be can't be so concerned about what's going on. Obviously, it's it's your job, but um, you know, I think going out there and being able to have fun at what you do, you know, keeps keeps everybody loose. And I saw it this year with this team, with the Burlington Bees. You know, the last two weeks, you know, we were out of playoff contention, and our team really struggled during during the year. And everybody was uptight in the dugout. Everybody was uptight in the in the uh, in the locker room. And th- those last two weeks, man, everybody just loosened up, you know started started having a little bit of fun. The dugout became a little bit more energized. You know, we ended up being one of the hottest teams at the end of the year. and i I really think that that has a direct direct correlation with team success is you know being able to have that amount of fun, finding the right balance of fun and um, seriousness. And um, like I said, I think I think that had a, a lot to do with the way we ended that season.
0: So I heard a lot of really important gems you just mentioned, like not getting too high or too low, uh, staying in control, and then focusing on the process, not the outcome. So, you know, as a pitcher, you might get scored on, the batter might hit a home run, but not necessarily taking that to heart, being more objective with that and focusing more on the process not not the outcome of it
1: yes yeah exactly I think being able to immediately give yourself constructive feedback is a great way to to trust in the process um, even if you, I, I had outings where I felt like I threw my absolute best and I gave up runs you know that's that's gonna happen and realizing that not you know getting too low about it is the big thing from here you gotta be able to bounce back for your next outing um and whether you have a good one too you got to be able to take some take the good things run with it but also evaluate the bad things because there's there's bad things with every outing baseball it's there's no perfect way of playing baseball there really isn't so just being able to um, figure out what your strengths are what your weaknesses are that that's all a part of evaluating yourself and having the coach evaluate
0: you too awesome Um, so take us to an aha moment that you've had some point in your career and what you'd learned from it and uh, what other people or listeners could, could learn from it as well.
1: Um, I would just say my aha moments were when I was about at rock bottom with, with failure. Um, you know, I, I always go back to my sophomore year in college when I didn't want to play baseball anymore because things were going so, so poorly. They were heading in the wrong direction and, um, you know, I've I've found over the years that I, I react a lot differently to failures than I did at that time. You know, I, I don't I don't get so low. I kind of I kind of think of it as a as a as a positive thing because I do get to evaluate my skills, evaluate how I did, and be able to hopefully not let it happen again. So just learning from the failures is is the biggest thing that I've I've learned over the last couple of years. Um, I, I gave up this year. I gave up five earned runs in one third of an inning. I didn't even pitch a full inning, and obviously that's an ERA killer right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but you know, coming out of that game, you know, in the past I would probably go in the locker room and you know throw a fit and throw my glove around, do whatever. But you know, this this certain time, I you know I, I was very relaxed. I was obviously upset, but you can't really as a professional you know you can't let your emotions get to you you're you're around people um, you know you got to kind of you got to kind of hold that within till the game is over then really evaluate your performance after after the game is done um, and be able to let go of that as soon as possible and it's not it's not fun giving up and it's not fun failing you know nobody nobody likes to do it but if if you can see the the bright side of failing and take the positives from it and learn from it, then it's it's really not failing to me. And I don't think it should be for other people either.
0: What you're saying is the importance of staying cool and calm and collected, even when the going gets tough, and learning from the failure, not getting too high or too low, or beating yourself up.
1: Yeah, not getting caught up in the in the moment of failure. You know, just just moving on, moving forward, um, taking it one day at a time, not remembering the past. Really, short memory.
0: Um, Jason, so we believe here at the high performance mindset that if your dreams aren't a little scary, that you're not dreaming big enough, because when our dreams are small, we kind of limit ourselves to what we can actually do. So what's a, what's a big dream that sometimes maybe seems a little scary for you?
1: I think definitely just pitching in the big leagues. That's, that's ultimately why I'm playing this game, um, to be able to play in the big leagues one day. Being able to play in front of forty thousand people—if um, that doesn't scare you—I don't know what will. You know, but hopefully, when I get to that point, you know, the, the, the it won't be so scary at the time because, you know, like we've like we've talked about today. I'm just going to go back to the things that I believe in. I trust in my routine, and I'm going to be able to stay in the moment when that moment does come.
0: So, Jason, I sent you the top ten traits of high performers. So, tell us which one of those that you feel like you're really strong at mentally?
1: Um, Just mastering my thinking patterns, I think, was my number one thing. Just being able to, you know, every time before I go into a game, I'm always getting my mind right to the right position where it needs to be. And for me, that's kind of a high intensity but relaxed at the same time. It's an extremely focused moment, um, you know, but I, I do have to get my body, my mind amped up a little bit. And then once I get on the mound, it's complete focus. So um, just being able to do that day in and day out every time that I pitch is is the hardest thing to do. But, you know, I I found out in the past couple of years that it's probably one of the things that I'm better at doing is being able to get in that that zone uh, as fast as possible and hopefully, you know, executing everything that I need to do.
0: That's what I see in you as well, Jason, is that that's definitely one of your strengths, just staying in patterns of powerful thinking that are productive and really focused on all the great things that you, that can occur, but staying in the moment and staying focused on the process. Which one of these do you feel like, gosh, you know, you're still kind of, you're still working on?
1: I would say the uh, self-awareness one was that I thought I was working on because this year, you know, it was a big year for me just learning more about myself than anything else. Uh, like we talked about earlier, just my strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, once I get on the mound, if I'm facing a left-handed hitter, you know, my strengths, you know, are my I'm, I'm able to throw my off-speed in the strikes on when I want to. My strengths with my fastball are uh, I'm able to drive my fastball inside the hitters when I want to. So, you know, maybe to a left-handed hitter, you know, if my strength is to is to throw mm-hmm. a fastball inside i get a fastball outside you know you don't you don't want to get beat like that you want to get beat with your best pitch your your strength you want to be pitching towards your strength and i think that's that's one of the biggest things i've been i'm going to continue to work on going into this next year is just finding out who i am as a person who i am as a pitcher and um, being able to just pitch to my strengths stay away from my weaknesses and Go forward with that.
0: And what you, what's one or two things that you do to stay mentally at your best every day, Jason, to keep on going after your dreams?
1: Just wake up with a purpose every day. Stick to that routine of what, what, eating breakfast every day at 8 a.m. Having a cup of cup of Joe, um, going to the going to the weight room, and uh, just continuing to keep a positive mindset about everything. Staying confident and um, ultimately keeping that dream you know, insight of everything. That's that that's the ultimate ultimate goal that you have and just keep working towards it.
0: I'm motivated just hearing you talk, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, we're going to go to the speed round. So just say the 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 thing that comes to your mind the quickest. Is there, you know, a book that you've read or maybe a podcast or a person that you follow that you'd recommend high performers who are listening check out?
1: Um, Eric Thomas is a very um, inspirational guy on Twitter. Um, he's got a couple books that are out. I actually haven't read them yet, but he's a very inspirational speaker. He's got many, many um, CDs people listen to before they they go into their whatever activity, activity it is, um, getting them in the right mental state. Um, I, I would say he's a great guy to uh, look up and definitely look into.
0: And that is E. T. Hip Hop Preacher. Is that right, Jason? That's correct. Yep. So you can Google that or uh find his videos on YouTube. Um, how do people describe you, Jason? Is there one word that, you know, consistently people say, Yep, that's Jason Hoppy?
1: I would say positive. You know, I I definitely am uh, positive around everybody. And I, I try and make the people around me as positive as possible too, because sometimes life just uh you know, it's got negative things thrown at you constantly, but um, being able to try and see the positive in everything is is a big thing that people say about me and I take pride in.
0: And what's some advice that you've received that you that's really helped you?
1: Just being able to, you know, take the positives from failing. That's that's the biggest thing. Um, I did get some advice this this past summer from a coach um, that. I really liked, and it was, he told me, he pitched in the big leagues for like 13 years, and he told me that when he was in the bullpen, you know, he'd almost be sleeping watching the game, and once he got on the mound, once his name was called, um, he said he wouldn't throw his pitch, his hardest in the bullpen until he got in the game. He knew that when he, when he crossed the line, his adrenaline was going to kick in, and he was going to be at, at the right place where he needed to be mentally 100%. You didn't want to start out in the bullpen throwing 100% and then cross the line and add some add some adrenaline to that, and you're at 110%. You're, you're outdoing yourself. You're trying to do too much. So that was some of the, the best advice that I had heard this past summer was um, just being able to relax in the bullpen, whether it goes good or bad, know that once I cross that line, it's a completely different game. My adrenaline is going to kick in, and I'm going to be at the level that I need to be at.
0: And is there a success quote or any phrase that you live by?
1: I like the quote, um, "The harder you work, the luckier you get." I think that's a pretty common quote with a lot of athletes. I I like to think luck has a lot to do with baseball because, like I said, there is no perfect pitch. A perfect pitch can get hit out of the hit out of the uh, ballpark, and um, I, I think a lot of that has to do with luck, but. You know, you you give yourself a good chance to put yourself in good situations if you do work hard. You know, the baseball gods will be on your side if you're doing the right thing.
0: (laughs) Final question, Jason. What advice do you have for high performers who are listening? So you might have some, you know, guys who are interested in taking their game to another level. um, But there's also people who are entrepreneurs, business leaders listening. So what advice could you give them to help them go after their dreams?
1: Just write down your goals. I would say write down your goals and make them make them as clear as possible on how you're going to get there. You know, I'll write down about five different things on how you're going to get to each goal, and um, have short-term and long-term goals, and then be able to visibly see them uh, daily. Put them put them in your vehicle or wherever you need to put them to where you can see them on the daily.
0: Jason, you've given us so many important gems. I think what I've heard a lot of what you've talked about is the importance of staying focused on the process, your routine that's allowed you to be consistent, to have a collegiate record of the, the most scoreless innings. You know, I've heard you talk about the process, the importance of that, having fun, not staying too high or too low and dealing with failure. And then even when you're in the bullpen, not um, taking any of that to heart, you know, just allowing yourself to be a little bit more objective with your performance instead of beating yourself up. Yeah. And the importance of, um, you know, that you have struggled at times with the ankle sprain or, you know, just other difficulties in college. But you always stayed positive, always stayed true to what you wanted and going after your dreams.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for connecting with us and allowing me to interview you so I can bring this to the High Performance Mindset audience. And I wish you the best in going after your big dreams of pitching in the major leagues. So thanks so much for joining us, Jason.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm glad I was able to speak with you again. It's been too
0: long. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Yep.
1: Thank you for listening to High Performance Mindset. Are you signed up for Syndra's weekly email with free mental tools and strategies for high performance? Why the heck not? Text Mentally Strong, all one word, to 22828,
0: or visit syndracampoff.com.